to start off, um, I'll talk about Islam and one of the main topics in Islam. I'll talk about the religion. So, the religion Islam was uh, founded in the seventh century. Uh, it, their God is Allah. Their prophet is Muhammad. Their holy book is the Quran, and in the Quran, it's um, Allah's words spoken to him, spoken to Muhammad by an angel. The origin of Islam is Mecca, a Middle East Allah Peninsula, and the location of the religion is mainly Middle East, but it is also worldwide. So, some basic teachings from Islam are the five pillars of uh, teachings fasting and the pilgrimage to mecca so it's basically if you are islam you have to make or you really should make your way to mecca at least once for the pilgrimage and they teach you also allah is the only god significant events are the sharia it's a law the ummah is means uh, community uh, Hajj is also the pilgrimage to Mecca and the split between the Sunnis and the Shites. So the name Islam was given to religion by the Prophet Muhammad in 600 AD. Islam started in Palestine also in 600 AD as well. The religion has about 850 million followers. The Islam prophecy um, it is that life on earth is the practice for the life to come once we die and the angels record good and bad deeds behave and helping others gets you a reward and that's Allah's mercy uh, they teach you to pray five times a day in their mosques uh, just a church basically and in prayer they kneel with face on ground and uh, the holy city of Mecca is, you know, it is a very sacred place for them. It's in Saudi Arabia. Now the next subject or topic uh, is Muhammad's successors. So when Muhammad was still alive and to his death, people wanted to know who would take after him and help their, war their um, community the same way Muhammad did. So after Muhammad's death in 632 BC, no, sorry, CE, Abu Bakr Bakr was named caliph and ruler of the Islamic community, or Ummah. Uh, Sunni Muslims believe that Abu was the proper successor, while Shia Muslims believe that Ali should have succeeded Muhammad as caliph. After Muhammad's death and the rebellion of several tribes, Abu uh, initiated several military com um, campaigns to bring Arabia under Islam and into the caliphate. Cal caliphate. Muslim armies conquered most of Arabia by 633, followed by North Africa, Mesopotamia, and Persia, uh, contributing a lot to the history of the world through the spread of um, Islam. In East Asia, um, we'll talk about the developments in East Asia. 
So the empires and the states in Afro-Eurasia and the Americas demonstrated uh, continuity, innovations, and diversity in the 13th century. This included the Song Dynasty of China, which utilized traditional methods of Confucianism and an imperial bureaucracy to maintain and justify its rule. Um, Chinese cultural traditions continued, and they influenced neighboring regions, so it spread. Uh, Buddhism and its core beliefs continued to shape societies in Asia and included a variety of practices. Some effects of innovation on the Chinese economy over time were that the economy of Song China increasingly commercialized while continuing to depend on free peasant and artisanal labor. Uh, another effect was that it flourished as a result of increased productive capacity and expanding trade networks and innovations in agriculture and manufacturing. Some examples of East Asia's uh, important events or trades are Champa Rice, transportation innovations, Grand Canal expansion, steel and iron production, textiles, and porcelain for exports. In East Asia, increased cross-cultural interaction resulted in diffusion of literacy, artistic, and cultural traditions, as well as scientific and technological innovation. Chinese cultural tradition continued, which influenced around them as they, you know, traded. Um, Buddhism and beliefs continued to shape societies in Asia and influenced a variety of branches and practices. Diffusion of crops and pathogens started up an epidemic disease known as bubonic plague. South and Southeast Asia. I'll be talking about their developments. So the religions Hinduism, Islam, Buddhism, and their core practices and beliefs shaped the societies in South and Southeast Asia. One example of that is the Bhakti movement. Various states of South and Southeast Asia developed and maintained power over time. Their states' formation showed innovation, including the new Hindu and Buddhist states. Examples of that are the seven empires or kingdoms that we wrote down in our notes. Now talking about their economic side. So South and Southeast Asia, um, they had the sea version of Silk Roads. So until discovery of a new world, it was a larger sea-based system of communication and exchanges. It stretched from southern China to eastern Africa, and it was cheaper to translate goods. The cargo ships could carry more than camel caravans. They traded goods for a mass market rather than just luxury goods. Now to talk about the developments in Europe. The religions, Christianity, Judaism, Islam and their core beliefs and practices are what shaped the societies in Europe. Europe was politically fragmented and characterized by decentralized monarchies, feudalism, and the manorah system. Europe was the largely an agricultural society dependent on free and coerced labor, including serfdom. In this era, it was known as the Middle Ages. This era held the time of the fall of the Roman Empire and the revival of the civilization, starting with the European Renaissance in the early 15th 
century. Beginning in 1095 CE, the Crusades saw European knights and noblemen travel to the Middle East in an attempt to capture the Holy Land away from the Muslim people that had controlled the region for the previous centuries. The Crusades were a major event in the Middle Ages and had a profound impact on the world at the time. Crusades lasted 174 years, but only 24 of those years were spent fighting. So as a result, Europe had a widespread of economic changes. One change was that they increased trade to Europe and the Middle East. Europeans were introduced to goods such as coffee, mirrors, rice, cloth, the wheelbarrow, spices, and new fruits. In return, Muslims were also introduced to wool and linen. Europeans also learned algebra, chemistry, chess, irrigation system, and the Arabic compass, which also helped them find better sea routes and also to the discovery of the New World. This heightened level of trade led to the expansion of cities and towns. Cities along the coast of the Italian peninsula became the center of the new trading empire. To finance the Crusades, the wealthy were taxed, serfs were allowed to buy their freedom and sometimes land. This increase in townspeople and free farmers eventually undermined feudalism. I got my information from msvnclass.weebly.com. Uh, notes on the global tapestry, notes on European, the 52 slides, notes on origin of Islam, and notes on South and Southeast Asia.